0: Need help with a strata law issue, or a building and construction matter? Sax Girachi Lawyers is a leading Sydney law firm that can help. With over 20 years experience, Sax Girachi Lawyers focus on commercial litigation, building and construction, strata law, and local government regulation issues. Now, here's is your podcast in new
1: south wales like other states of australia strata law is constantly changing in recent times there's been a few important decisions and to learn a little bit more about the impact of those cases i'm with david sachs of Sachs Shirachi lawyers david what are these decisions
0: hi dan um yes pe- people often neglect when they're thinking about strata law Um, that there are decisions that come down from the Civil and Administrative Tribunal and its appeal panel that are very important about the way in which bylaws and the operation of the Strata Schemes Management Act are to be interpreted. And there have been two very important decisions of the appeal panel in recent months. The first deals with the validity of No Pets bylaws and the second deals with the tribunal's power to award damages to lot owners who've been affected by the way in which an owner's corporation has conducted its affairs. And I'll tell you um, that there, there, there's been a lot of um, newspaper reporting and lots of discussions uh, about these no pets bylaws, but the importance of that decision goes way beyond just whether an owner's corporation can make a bylaw to prevent um, lot owners having any pets whatsoever because the importance of that decision is that it deals with a provision in the strata schemes management act that says that an owner's corporation cannot have a bylaw that is oppressive um, unreasonable or unconscionable and the appeal panel has made some very important comments about when bylaws can fail to meet that test and that they are not only important regarding pets but also important regarding um, restrictions on businesses that can be conducted from strata premises on flooring bylaws where owners corporations want to impose noise controls when hard flooring is installed and various other uses that lot owners can make of common property and the way in which they use their lots.
1: Um, so, this, David, in, in, in the context of this uh, no pet bylaw, is, is the new decision uh, explicitly saying that uh, no pet bylaws are now okay?
0: Yes, that's what the appeal panel has said, that an owners corporation can make a bylaw prohibiting pets in strata, and that that will not of itself be harsh, unconscionable or oppressive. Um, right. Because there had been earlier decisions of the lower level of the tribunal where they'd said that a bylaw that purports to prohibit pets was itself, by its very nature, harsh, unconscionable, or oppressive. The appeal panel said, no, that's not the case. But, Dan, there's more because um, uh, a particularly concerned pet owner um, in, living in the Horizon building has decided to challenge the appeal panel's decision, and it's taking this appeal to the Court of Appeal of the Supreme Court of New South Wales. So we will in due course, if this appeal is ultimately pursued all the way, and I I suspect it will, if someone's prepared to pay tens of thousands of dollars to protect their right to have a pet, we will in the next few months, maybe the next six to eight months, have a decision of the Court of Appeal that will expound on these issues about whether an owner's corporation can prohibit pets, and in particular, of more broader interest, um, to what extent the harsh, unconscionable and oppressive restriction um, applies, restricts an owner's corporation's ability to make particular bylaws that meet the needs of its particular owners.
1: So no doubt there'll be owners corporations out there that will be looking to amend their bylaws accordingly
0: yes it's a very it's a very touchy topic because whenever you get a group of people there will be a range of views about the way in which noise should be managed the way in which you know pet ownership should be managed and um, in any community scheme there's always an element of majoritarianism where, People who reach a certain threshold of votes are able to make decisions which are imposed on other people and other people who want to live in that community are bound to comply with them. In a way, it's the age-old story about how the law operates. Um, When you impose it in a microcosm like a strata community, then it can be very difficult and create a lot of conflict within strata. and These conflicts are often expressed in proceedings in the tribunal, the appeal panel, and now the Court of Appeal. But it's an expensive process. And what it emphasises is how, you know, complicated and difficult strata law can be because it's not just simply a matter of looking at a rule and applying it to a particular circumstance because those circumstances can be pretty broad ranging. But look, there was another decision of the appeal panel that's also very important. Mm. which is to do with when an owner's corporation fails to repair and maintain the common property or doesn't do that properly, and a lot owner suffers damage to their lot, which is not, you know, my, my rugs are, are wet and I've had to throw them out or my lounge got ruined or my, the tiles have come off my bathroom floor, but where they're using the property for an investment and their tenant has demanded a reduction in rent or their tenant has moved out and they find that the unit is unrentable, And they say that as a consequence of the owners' corporation's um, failure to repair and maintain, they've suffered financial loss. Now, unfortunately, um, unfortunately for people who like the law to move in a a logical and sensible way, the appeal panel has said the tribunal, whilst it can order an owners' corporation to repair common property, whilst it can order an owners' corporation to repair consequential damage to lot property, an owners corp, uh, the the tribunal cannot order an owners corporation to pay monetary compensation to a lot owner who has, you know, suffered damage as a result of the very thing that has caused, you know, damage to bits of property. It, it, it's a ridiculous situation. It's a gap in the law, um, but it is what we're faced with today. Um there've been earlier decisions of the tribunal that have said it could award damages and now there's a a serious decision of the appeal panel. By serious I mean because the president of the appeal panel, the president of the tribunal who is a Supreme Court judge, has said it doesn't. Now that case itself is also going to the Court of Appeal. So um I, I imagine before the end of the year we'll have another definitive decision by by it on whether, on what the jurisdiction of the tribunal is about awarding damages.
1: It seems illogical. I mean, how do other states of Australia deal with this?
0: Well, everybody, unfortunately, one of the complications of our federation is that every every state deals with strata law in a slightly different way. And so in Queensland, they've got their own particular rules. In Victoria, they've got different rules again. Um, in the ACT, they've got different rules, and whilst sometimes we can be assisted by the way in which other states operate, the reality is uh, their laws being different, um, they're, they're not necessarily translatable into New South Wales. Uh, you, you need to be a real specialist in this area um, to be not only up with the way in which our Act operates, but the way in which our um, Civil and Administrative Tribunal deals with the particular New South Wales legislation.
1: David, uh, just shifting gears a little bit. Uh, COVID nineteen, how is it impacting on you know strata schemes currently? I mean, I know there's been a whole lot of conjecture and a lot of discussion and uh, legislative updates. What's the current state of play?
0: Well, there, there, there was, I think, there was a very important decision that was made by the New South Wales Parliament, which. Uh, which removed the roadblock that prevented owners corporations who had not previously adopted an electronic or alternative means of voting in meetings from um, from being able to conduct their normal business uh, there, there were there were owners corporations that had been cut short because they 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 hadn't sort of anticipated the impossibility of holding a meeting and therefore for many months had gone by they couldn't raise levies, they couldn't make important decisions. The the parliament has stepped in now and amended the regulations to the Strata Schemes Management Act and then have allowed all owners' corporations to be able to conduct their meetings um, electronically or by voting by paper beforehand. Um, People can participate in meetings by video link or by telephone or sending their votes by email. And that's, that's a great relief, particularly for larger schemes that really can't um, you know, convene without breaching uh, social distancing regulations. And it just enables strata schemes who just need to get on with their day-to-day lives and operate in mm. an efficient way to keep doing that without being blocked by you know, a legal obstacle and the fear of making decisions in invalid meetings.
1: Yeah, it just makes sense, doesn't it?
0: Indeed. I'd like to see more of it. We've had this Strata Schemes Management Act for about you know three years or so now and a lot of the wrinkles have been identified. Um, amending legislation is a complicated process. Often you move one part and you don't realise what other parts move, but it probably would be a good opportunity um, now for the Parliament to do a, a, a mini-review of the Act and fix up some of the wrinkles, some of the things that I've spoken about today, for example, like... Whether the Parliament wants the Tribunal to have the power to award damages, it might be a good idea to amend the Act to make that very clear, in which case, problem solved.
1: It's a dynamically changing area of law, isn't it? I mean, when you look at other, you know, uh, facets of legal practice, they're a little bit more slow-moving, be it family law or, or otherwise. But strata, there's just so much uh, so much going on that I, I suppose the risk is is that if you were needing help in this regard, uh, you, you need to make sure that the, the legal help you get have, has got the smarts.
0: Exactly. Uh, one of the particular features of working in the strata industry and working in strata law is that everybody's different and they're all people problems and mm. not everybody's problems or issues or conflict or dispute or whatever is the same because they're all different people living in a different building in a different environment with a different situation. And, you know, what 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 people need when they're trying to mash that into... The way the law works is to get some realistic and straightforward advice about how the law applies to their particular circumstances and what the pros and cons of following a particular path are and what the risks and costs of doing that are I mean that's exactly what lawyers do sometimes we can provide a very clear answer but often we can provide very clear guidance for people about how they want to deal with their problems and more particularly how they want to resolve their problems Looking back on those cases, when you see two cases going to the Court of Appeal, Dan, it's a failure. So if people are are disputing things about pets and damages to the extent where they're running a full hearing in the tribunal, a full hearing in the appeal panel, and now they're going to run a full hearing in the Court of Appeal, that's very expensive litigation. And it's a failure of people being able to resolve their problems.
1: David, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or need more information, simply call Saks Jirachi on 02 931 5177.